0: You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I am tickled to have with us today Alicia Miller. She She's so much fun. Um, And you're just going to love her from the place of really understanding the connections of some deep core emotional healing and the role that it plays in growth. Now, I know a lot of you are cringing because, oh my gosh, we got to talk about emotions and I don't really want to do that work and big, scary, dark places inside of us. But it really is the key. Like you can't really expand out any further than you're willing to go deep and, and so I love the work that Alicia does um, we're gonna be talking today about emotional healing is the doorway to higher consciousness and and she's the perfect person to talk to this you know to about this topic um, she's created a core emotional healing model that she shares therapist she's also a candida expert and I like that combination because it's the knowingness and awareness of the body um, seeing beyond symptoms she has some really um, fantastic theories and philosophies and practices around those kinds of things. But she's a certified holistic health coach. Uh, she, she's a journaling and inner child facilitator and author. Again, really impressive resume. But what I love most about her is just the, the really matter of fact, like let's make sure that we're really providing something of value to people that they can use to move through their stuff. And so ta- you know, take a moment and gift yourself with listening to what she has to say about the connection here with emotional healing. Um, and, and I'd imagine the conversation is going to turn to some pretty strong opinions that, that the two of us share around the fact that, that you have to do this work. Like as of right now, I don't see any way around it. So, so you know, sit back, grab a cup of coffee, listen to Alicia and, um, and take notes because I think you're going to really enjoy this. Welcome,
0: Alicia. Thank you, Tonya. What a wonderful introduction and also uh, stressing the importance of emotions. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's so
1: funny. I, I watched my journey with uh, um, clients and everything else, and, and even even with the superpower Ned and the podcast, all of it. You know, as we as we grow ourselves in everything that we do, and I was really hesitant to say that that work was necessary early on. I just my experience with emotional healing was um, a little bit different than what I, I hear reported from other people, and so I just kind of disregarded it. It wasn't. Um, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't a big deal to me. And what I'm seeing and where I've gotten to is like, that is the one, of I don't know if I can say the single, but I will say absolutely one of the top three contributors to what stops people, um, despite what their awareness is, despite what their knowingness is, despite how connected they are or what guides they're talking to or anything else. Um, it keeps them from embodying those spaces that they see so clearly. And, um, it has to be done. Like, like it just. I'm like, you might as well get comfortable with uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, like, let's go for it. But, but anyway, that's my little soapbox. So let's jump right in. First of all, and just ask you, what are your superpowers?
0: Okay. Well, first of all, I completely agree with your soapbox, one hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> this so, will be so, fun. Yes. So my superpower is being the nurturing mother. So this work can happen in a very safe, supported space. So it's about the recovery of vulnerability, and which then releases the free, magical inner child, which is our true self, uh, and it releases our gifts and our superpowers. Um, so I I model how to be compassionate. Loving, nurturing, and empowered with our emotions, so that they can learn how to be their own nurturing mother to themselves, which in turn they become more so to their children as well
1: let 's talk a little bit about the i mean I think you i mean everything you said was really beautiful and eloquent, but the I especially like the free magical inner child. I conjured all kinds of yummy, fun um, images. But the, but I think that the piece that is that stops people is this idea. You you said empower and emotion in the same <laughs> sentence, you know? And so it's like, I think that, uh, you know, I remember one of my dearest, dearest girlfriends early on in, in her career. She's a, a scientist and she, um, you know, we've been friends since the fifth grade. So hi, Megan, you know, I'm going to talk about you. Um, I remember how she, you know she would be so frustrated with herself about this the emotional kind of waves that would come over her when she was passionate about something and and she felt like um, you know if I can put words in her mouth kind of like her body was betraying her you know if she got teary-eyed or angry or whatever the whatever the case may be it and I think we have a, a misconception in our society that if you cry you know it's a weakness i, I know neva you know our seven year old um, is also like her emotional energy pieces where she really, really connects with people mm. and she gets so irritated when the tears come, mm. you know? And I'm like, oh my Lord, like that is your biggest superpower. Like, don't, don't mm. shut that down. Like, please, like let's, you know, so we work a lot with that. And, and, but, I, but as a society, we disregard it. You know, we think that emotions are one of the least powerful aspects of us. Um, mm. How do you work with people to help them kind of shift that piece of it?
0: Yeah, you, you, exactly um, the valuing the rational instead of the emotional is has re, is really at the root of why people are so disempowered uh, they're living in their head around uh, what they think they should be doing versus being in tune with how they really feel about things and responding to life from that place. And that's really where our empowerment comes from of like choosing based on what we really want based on how we feel. Um, So that's a whole other um, part of this, but in order to value our emotions, it's, you know, needs to be, Educated on why we cry, why we grieve, uh, what the purpose of anger is. So there's uh, each, all of our emotions are serving a purpose, and and we cry because we care so much, um, and it's a it's a beautiful response to loving uh, something and losing something or feeling hurt, um, and so it's really an expression from our heart and. Um, it cleanses, it helps us release, grief helps us release um, and process uh, events in our life that have been painful. Uh, And so when we don't do that, and we suppress that, we're still living from that pain in different ways. And in that pain gets triggered in different ways until we feel it.
1: Well, and I think that like, so I tend to have a little bit of a different a um, uh, sometimes unpopular opinion because of the work that I do in my experiences the you know I, I do make a distinction between those folks who um, are f- are more of the true impasse so that so the emotional energy for them is fairly um, you know doesn't carry a lot of intuitive information versus the people who tend to have emotional energy uh, their intuition comes in through emotional energy and and most of those folks in my um, experience, think that they're true empaths. I like to make that distinction because the folks who really, really connect in the emotional energy space with other people, like that information is huge. Like it's full of, and and I would say that's the bulk of the population. Um, The challenge that I had, and so this is for you listeners who aren't really connecting with the emotion conversation because I will tell you that that's what one of my blind spots was for so long because I didn't connect with it. Like I didn't get it. It didn't make any sense to me. Um, but because it was, it's not how I get information. I get information really um, through just just straight kind of knowingness. And so emotional energy to me was always kind of confounding because it most of it wasn't mine. It was either coming in from outside of me or it was something buried so deep inside of me. Like like the pure emotional energy in the moment isn't something that I generate. And so it took me a long time to give myself permission to see things that way and to give other people permission. To experience emotional energy in in the really pure way that they're experiencing it, and my husband and my daughter were both hugely instrumental in that because they both receive information through emotional energy. And we and I and I really had to face the fact that I had a huge bias against that. It felt um, lack of self control. It felt like lack of willpower. It felt like what what is your problem? Like like where, where are these? Like I would look at them like I was a robot like uh, does not compute. You know. And what I, what I grew to appreciate was the fact that there's so many experiences of, of, of the human experience. and um, But I do, I do find it helpful to kind of make that distinction. And when I finally gave myself permission to say, you know, I'm fairly devoid of um, that emotional energy in and of itself. But what I see in the people who utilize it in a very different way than I do is nothing short of pure magic. And I think that they hold the keys, much like the work that you do with people, they hold the keys to um, how we really move into higher consciousness and how we move into that oneness place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think what you were describing is more along the lines of thinking types versus feeling types, um, which it sounds like you you may be a thinking type. Mm,
1: I could see that to Yeah, I mean, we use different vernacular yeah, given yeah. <laughs> the assessments and everything else that we're experiencing, but that feels right. Um, and, it, and it's, you know, and, and what I noticed was it was easy for me in society in a lot of ways because we honor that, you know, like you said before. And I, and I think we're seeing the shift to really looking at the magic and the power in the feeling types. Mm-hmm. Has that been your experience?
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's typically the people who I work with that mm-hmm. respond so strongly. And that's why I work with physical symptoms. They, they're they feeling things and they don't, they're maybe haven't learned how to process their emotions and maybe they don't have strong emotional boundaries yet. Uh, and that's a whole other Thing I can talk about as well. <laughs> so, uh, and then they start processing other people's or they're taking on other people's mm-hmm. and they're not um, listening to their own or it's all jumbled up. And uh, so then that's when, you know, they start to um, get really emotionally triggered or physical symptoms flare up uh, or they don't know how to say no, or they're not clear on what they want. And um, because they're cut off from their own uh, intuition, which is typically in their body, their emotional guidance system. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, the work that I do is just helping people process, learn how to feel safe feeling their own emotional pain from the past, which helps them get clearer in the present to what's happening. Yeah. Well, and I I love what you're talking about because I do see also some –
1: uh, maybe I can't say damage, but at least um, some obstacles maybe get created when, um, when we have those juxtaposed juxtapose, like, situations. So if you have a coach or somebody who is, is more the thinking and, and doesn't get what you're talking about, and you've got somebody who really is more the feeling, um, I think a lot of people try to fit themselves into that box. Mm -hmm. And the damage that I've seen happen, because I I guess I am going to say damage. It keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. But the damage I I see happening from that is is really pulling people away from that strong sense of self um, as they're trying to be something that they're not, like you talked about earlier. You know, empowerment really does come from choosing what we really want Mm -hmm. and and what our experience is here. Um, And that's challenging in a society that doesn't really allow for that um and and so what what advice do you have for people who you know i I know there's people listening who are like you know that resonates with them like wow i've been trying to kind of put myself in this box what what can you offer to them about how to kind of pull themselves out of that box just some tips that they can do um now today and get started in that
0: uh just to clarify the box um of trying to fit. Okay. So say, and maybe this could be an example of trying to fit into, um, a company who, who doesn't value how they feel or doesn't care about how they feel something like that. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, so my advice is to, um, first learn, um, how they feel and pay attention to how they feel and what's important to them. Uh, so an example could be um, maybe they have a history of um, suicidal tendencies and they're in a workplace uh, and people are joking about suicide and so to them it's uh, insensitive and it's actually hitting them in a place where it doesn't feel good or safe. Uh, and so they approach the boss and the boss says, oh, we can't you know, address that and just get over it or stop being so sensitive that would be uh, not a safe place for them to be because they're not being supported in what they need um, emotionally. Got it. And then what,
1: what, so is that a situation where you would usually, you know, advise people that maybe they need to leave that situation or is there inner work that can be done to make it so that they intrinsically feel safe. And so the external environment isn't quite as um, abrasive. Uh, I think
0: it's, definitely case by case basis depends on um in 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 it, there is a place within where we can heal um and we we're not getting triggered but i do think that if people if they're surrounded by people who are insensitive in general and they're a feeling type they're going to still feel that doesn't feel good to talk about people mm-hmm. in that way so in that case I would suggest, or they could feel and respond from that place of like, this doesn't feel good. And this isn't the right environment for me.
1: Mm, got it. Awesome. I love how you're using that verbiage. Well, you've been listening to the Superpower up podcast. We've been talking with Alicia Miller today about emotional healing is the doorway to higher consciousness. When we come back from this quick break, we're going to, Dive a little bit more into the connection between going deep and then being able to expand out. So, stick with us and we'll be right back.
0: Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about
1: things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer to peer learning, intensive one on one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit SuperpowerExperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back again. We're talking with Alicia Miller here at the Superpower Up podcast. We're talking about emotional healing as a doorway to higher consciousness. And you and I before the show, we were like, okay, you know, we want to make sure that people understand just how emphatic we feel about this concept. And, and we kind of got down a rabbit hole about thinking and feeling, which I appreciate you going there with me because, um, you know, I think it's easy to disregard information if we don't immediately connect with it. And so to, to flesh that out, um, I think was a cool experience. The um, but, but we were clear, like, like you have to be willing to do this work. And so what have you seen, or maybe you could share some stories of, of maybe some change agents, um, some folks who work in the metaphysical space, heal, healers, that type of thing, who, um, you know, have you, have you had clients who, who their path got kind of stymied because they, they were blocked and not willing to go into this emotional healing wow. space and, um, and what transpired
0: when they actually did that work? Yes, everyone I work with. <laughs> um, so typically, when people come to me, they uh, have already tried, quote unquote, everything to address whatever they're experiencing, and nothing's worked. And I do work with a lot of physical symptoms. Um, and so, a lot of people come and say, I've tried everything, and I still am having, to, I have. Um, perfect on my diet and i've taken tons of supplements and all these modalities and everything i've I've done everything and still not working they tend to then google it must be emotional (laughs) Mm -hmm. if it's not this it must be emotional maybe there's something else that i'm not aware of and that's typically when they come Mm -hmm. to me i would like and the reason why i'm writing a book and more is so people don't have to wait to try everything to do this work and like you stressed in the beginning it this is so important and and most people avoid it and 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 wait to for the last resort like mm-hmm. okay i have to do it now because nothing else is working i want them to value doing this work because mm-hmm. everything changes so quickly once you do it the um the suffering i think comes from avoiding doing it so, um, and they don't even know the connections. So when people come to me, yes, they're suffering from this physical symptom, but then they're also not getting their needs met at, um, at their job or they're not in the right job or they're not in the right relationship and it's all connected or they keep attracting the wrong people. Um, or they don't, they're operating from still their wounds of needing to be loved and um, accepted by the wrong crowd (laughs) even so yeah so it's all all related Um, well other other mm -hmm. than the stuff that we've talked
1: about already like why why do you think we're so resistant to that
0: Um, the resistance comes from the fear of feeling because it wasn't safe to feel all emotions as a child so most parents are also you know came from um, the parenting style of don't feel don't feel the way you do be quiet because of their own emotional wounds that they couldn't hold the space for their child's emotions because they didn't they were avoiding their own emotions so um, emotional pain typically so um which can show up in, in so many different ways of someone who's very controlling or perfectionist or or even a rageaholic. Um, and, and they control all of the emotions in the in the household. Uh, so I think the fear comes because it wasn't safe. And so then they're stuck in defenses that were created to not feel the fear. I mean not feel the pain. Um, so the defenses come up and say this isn't happening. So there's a denial. Mm. There's a, my parents loved and supported me. Nothing's wrong. I'm okay. Um, And then the avoidance and distractions and numbing behaviors start to continue to avoid feeling the pain. So then the, the, if someone mentions, well, you know, there is something for you to feel here. And then they're, they're threatened, you know, to lose the things that they've been using to what they think is to feel safe, but um, but actually they actually don't feel safe using them. They still don't feel safe because they haven't felt the anger that needs to be expressed, so they can feel safe. Um, so say they were in an abusive. Um, environment as a child or neglectful uh, it, they don't feel safe because no one's there for them and no one's caring about their their emotions and how they feel um, and so anger is a such a valuable emotion that is, is so misunderstood healthy anger expression actually helps us feel safe it's like no this is wrong this hurts um, stop that creates um, and and restores our boundaries and our energetic boundaries so that also helps people who are very sensitive not take on every uh, other people's stuff and stand up for themselves and their feelings by just expressing the anger that was repressed as a child um, which also helps them feel safe in their energy and in their bodies and in their emotions and help start processing other emotions. So all that's really needed sometimes is just a expression of the anger or um, a release of the sadness of when they were hurt as children. Um, The fear just comes from that child who still feels afraid. So that's why it's so important to be supported um, throughout this whole process to be held and supported and loved. And, and that's what I do in all of my programs and it works best in a group setting. Um, I have groups online, um, and, and also on retreats where everyone is sharing such similar things. They like, Oh, this is okay. I'm safe now. Okay. I can do this. (laughs) Yeah. That's so fascinating. Yeah. I hear, I hear a lot of folks talking about, um,
1: you know, that, that anger is a reactionary emotion. In fact, that that's some of the verbiage that I've given. And so it's an interesting take that you have on anger and, and, and the power in it. So I'm really gonna have to sit and kind of feel into that myself because it's um, I just like that twist on it. And, and so I can see how that could aid in the healing process. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, from my vantage point, from my side of things, it's like a lot of people are quick to go to anger because, they're not interested in what lies underneath of it. And um, and so, but I can see how the release of that or at least working through that opens the pathway to seeing what's underneath of
0: it. Yeah, definitely. It's both. Cool. Some, some people are stuck in sadness uh, and they, you know, continue to cry easily. Um, and that's, that's really stuck in um, covering up what's underneath that, which could be anger. Um, and then, Alternatively, someone could be stuck in anger where they respond Mm -hmm. in angry ways to other people um, because they're covering up that vulnerable, sad, hurt place. But either way, when I say expression of anger, it's not towards someone else, it's just processing and expressing um, what needed to be expressed and felt um, by themselves as a um, in the expression of the inner child of mm. what really the inner child needed to say, or someone needed to say, um, or be for that inner child. I love that. Well, very cool. I'm excited about mm. you and the work that you do in the world. Um,
1: talk a little bit about your book. What? Give us a little sneak peek into what you're doing there.
0: All right. It's uh, called Your Symptoms Are a Gift. And um, it's, It has, um, a lot of my stories, I, you know, experienced a chronic uh, systemic candida condition for most of my life. I spent 15 years trying to heal myself, uh, um, heal myself, um, through diet and supplements and cleansing and shaving my head and doing spiritual practices and doing energy work and selling all my belongings and moving to Thailand. And so I've got, I've had quite the journey um, of self discovery. And at the end of it, what I learned was my symptoms came back even when I had done everything that I could, when I got into the same uh, relationship pattern uh, that, that triggered my core emotional wounds that still needed to be healed and felt. And, and I needed to do that work myself. So, um, so it's an inspirational guide to help readers really take action and ownership of their well-being uh, to heal the emotional root cause. It's not a book, that will teach them how to do it. It's just to help them, it's to inspire them, like we were sharing, to to value the emotional work and to see, oh, there are things um, that are needed and here's why this is happening. So I talk Mm -hmm. about the symptoms that show up from our core emotional wounds that typically most people are not aware of. They're not aware that they um, have they were hurt often. Um, it, I usually, I typically work with people who um, didn't have, didn't come from such a overt abusive childhood. I do work with that as well, but a lot of people who just weren't allowed to be themselves, or mm-hmm. that were completely um, were taking care of their parents, uh, oftentimes. So, um, which. Symptoms show up, uh, and the symptoms tend to be very common among all my clients. So this book is really for the people that I work with and the people who need this work um, to to help them see the connection between their physical and emotional symptoms: anxiety, depression, digestive problems, rashes, uh, chronic kind of symptoms that are unexplainable um, and untreatable (laughs) and addictions and compulsions and emotional eating and numbing anything that's uh, numbing behavior uh, to perfectionism and a lot of relationship challenges all of those are symptoms of all the same things so it's really to help them see that once they address these core emotional wounds all of these things that are creating all this suffering and struggles in life fall away. And then they open up to their true gifts and they establish Mm. a really strong, healthy ego where they can express, they feel safe to express who they really are and without, you know, needing approval even and saying what they need to or setting boundaries when they need to, to continue to um, express. So it's going to talk about the symptoms and defenses, uh, as I shared before. Typically, what gets in the way of um, of doing this work, and uh, and that's why I love working with symptoms because it is the way to the unconscious. Of like, yeah, you're not really aware of this, and this is why the symptoms showing you. And I have the message from the body for you. And um, so it, they're all alerting them of what needs to be addressed in the con- unconscious that they're not aware of um, and that they're not done. So a lot of people say, oh, I've already addressed that. Oh, I've already dealt with that. So, well, if you have, it wouldn't be <laughs> going up. <so. laughs> You're like, yes, and... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's more. I've already done this. (laughs) When am I gonna be done? So it's like Uh, so I help them it'll help them see it's okay. Like it's just what's up right now to be addressed. That's yeah, you know. Well, we talk
1: a lot about the spiral and so so rather than falling into the trap of
0: like, Oh my gosh, I've already done this
1: work and here it is again and I failed and da 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 da. -da. But it's like there's layers upon layers upon layers. And as we do more and more work, we open up more and more layers. And I like to give people credit for the work they've already done. And so it's like, yeah, of course you did that. And here's Mm -hmm. this other part of it, you know, which is perfect because that's an indicator that you went somewhere, you know, you raised your frequency. And so as you circle back around to it, now you get to deal with it at this level and at this level, you know, I'm like all those little pieces and parts of you didn't go on that journey with you They're like in this arrested development state um, you know, waiting for you to show them that it's safe and that it's okay. And, and to teach them what it's like to be where you're at, um, they didn't get that memo, you know? And so, so it's really kind of, I think, I think, you know, removing some of the biases and stigmas that we have around emotional work, um, you know, is a huge part of, of, you know, at least how I can contribute to the work that you do and helping people see that it's Mm -hmm. safe to do, um, and so I, I, love, I love the complimentary nature of the work that we do. And um, I love that you're tackling that. And, and I think it's such a huge uh, piece of this whole conversation. So where can people go to find out more about you?
0: Uh, they can. I actually have um, a great webinar that explains uh, my journey and what I opened up to from my own emotional work and how I put together this core emotional healing model, Um And so they can find that on my website, which is alicia, E-L-I-C-I-A, Miller.com. And uh, there's a button that says get started. It takes them to the uh, webinar or they could go to backslash free dash webinar and find it that way as well. Uh, And that's it's. Uh, we'll explain it all. Um, I also offer a free assessment, uh, free thirty minute assessment, if they want to just talk about what's what's happening with them and what would be best. Uh, you know, I have I have private inter, I have a private inner child session, which is great to get started with. I have a Candida home study, so different levels of um, support, and and also a retreat in Costa Rica that I do uh, with Janet Raftus. Um, who's an energy healer and psychic medium. Um, she's also had a parallel healing journey as I did uh, also with Candida and the emotional work and opening up more and more to her gifts. So uh, we do this retreat together because our work complements each other. And also because our, um, we've gone through the work and we've worked mm. embodied in, and we're able to hold that safe space for others. Uh, we've, we've also dealt with addictions and, um, most things that our clients have gone through, uh, all kinds of ab- abuse and neglect, and um, and how that showed up in the struggles that we experience in life, and how we're now fulfilled in every area of our life from doing the emotional work. <laughs> mm, very <laughs> our, cool, yeah. Our retreat is called um sacred, um, sacred Emotion Retreat. That's
1: beautiful. Well, it sounds very um. Very safe and very um, embracing and compassionate. So thank you, thank thank both of you for the for the work that you do in the world and for really creating those safe spaces for people. Um, I, I think that it's it's so needed and so many people um, benefit from that. So so we appreciate the work that you're doing in the world.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'm loving what you're doing. It's so so important for everyone to be inspired and have the resources and uh, know that what's possible for them. So thanks for sharing that.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, I get to talk to really amazing people like you. So it's like, you know, I have a pretty good gig going on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us, Alicia. Um, You know, I recommend all of you, you know, reach out, see what she's about, you know, get on a free consult, just, just ask some questions. As you can tell, she, she is that nurturing mother. It's a safe place for you to go to and talk to, About things that perhaps you've never even, you didn't even know you were holding on to. And Mm so it is valuable work. And and I know if you're listening to this, you are here to change the world. And you can't do that if you're not willing to change yourself. Um, The emotional healing piece is a great place to start. So we've been talking today with Alicia Miller about emotional healing is the doorway to higher consciousness. And dare I say, the doorway to unlocking your superpowers. Um, Mm -hmm. And until next time, everyone, we appreciate your loyalty. Uh, Go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care.
0: Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.